I can tell you that uh, I get comments and uh, feedback from all over the world. People who uh, listen to it and watch it. So in your schools, you're ret- we're, we're changing the world. Okay. I just got a letter that was just because yesterday I just got a note from someone of all places in uh, in Greece. Not Jewish guy. At least that's what he thinks. He writes to me that he is uh, avidly following. He can't wait to hear the next uh, Sphira, which is Sphira Sayyusad. So I welcome people from Greece and from everywhere in the world, and of course all of you here. So as you know from the beginning of the year, I began all the way from Lifniat Simpson, where we always begin, and we're down now into Asilis, which is a smaller madrege, even though the Alter Rebbe would tremble, even when he couldn't even say the word Atzilus. And in Atzilus itself, we went through the Sviris, and up to now, the ninth Svira, Yesod. The previous Shurim was Netzach and then Hoid. And, uh, and now comes Yesod, and of course, will be followed by Malchus. So, as I've been doing throughout, the whole series, besides uh, giving some form of overview and explanation of the actual Darge level we're talking about, but also its importance in the whole scheme of Seder Shtashos, like why is it needed? If you didn't have it, Ebishter didn't make it, didn't have to make it, it means it's a necessary piece in the puzzle, in the structure, and necessary primarily also for us to understand how the Ebishter creates existence in a logical way, as much as we can, and as well as how we connect to the Ebishta through Aveda. So there has to also be a Bechain, a lesson Aveda from each of these levels, what it means practically in our lives, applying it to our lives. And, um, and I've also been doing it like microcosm, macrocosm, you know, what this, let's say the Sphira, in this case, you say it is on its Arge, but also what it reflects on the bigger picture in Agili Alakus, what's the the, the elokuz that's revealed after through Yisod and not through Netzach or Heid or the others. Because each one of the Sviris obviously reveals to us, begin the Shtamudin Beit, the Zayah says. The is Megal the Sviris in order to, for us to know him. And to get to know someone, you have to know all their facets. Just like when he talks about a human, he talk about a human being, how do you get to know a person? Through their faculties, their intelligence, their midas, their emotions, and then you break that down further. So the same thing is that we look at the Adam Atachten, from that we learn from the Adam Elyon, we get to know God, so to speak. So that's just a general picture. And the Sphiris particularly, just to review and sum up what I've already explained, but I'll just say it again, is the actual building blocks. So the elements are like the dimensions, and we'll discuss the other elements as we continue. In each elam, there's the building block. So each elam is a darge, and then in the darge itself, there's the pieces. And what are the pieces? Chochmeth through, well, keser, but chochmeth through malchus. And then, of course, in each elam, chochmeth through malchus, chochmeth bin adas, etc., through malchus, goes through its own darge. Chochmeth vatzilis is different than chochmeth debriya, which we shall discuss as well. So we're up to Yisod, as I said. So let's go back to the Geras HaKedosh, since the Alter Rebbe does spell out these spheres to some extent, let's begin with there. It's a good flow. 
as I, we read through the Altarebbe in Simen Tezvav in the Geras HaKedosh, where he brings out closer, use Fidesh Eben Nishmas HaOdom, Neidah Lekeil, Shamidus Nechloket B'dera Klal, Zayim Midus, V'chol Prati Amidus Shabodem Boiz Ma'achas Mezayim Midus Elush, and Sheirish Kol Amidus V'Klolusan Shemidus HaChesed, and he goes through from Chesed through Malchus. So we went through all of those, especially Nasbos Netzach and Heid, the Kleis says, and then the aspect of Netzach being to Menatzeich Lamed Neged Kol So the Alter Rebbe's context here in Tanya is Hashpah. That's his Moshul, which makes total sense, because what is the union of the Sphiris anyway? It's Hashpah of Elikus to create. So the best example for it is the classic, maybe the most famous example of all, from the Alter Rebbe Chassidus is Mashpia and Mekabal, Harav and Talmud. Because there you can learn the, all the key ingredients and necessary elements in how you mashpia. So obviously you need Chabad, but then you need Chesed Gvurit, the first Netzach So he explained in that context of a Moshel of Mashpia Mekabal, that's what Alter Rebbe is explaining in Simen Tezvov, each of the Sviris, particularly the Midas. It doesn't really talk about Chabad, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it talks about the Midas. So we're up to, I'm going to read inside from the from from Kedish, and then we'll analyze it, we'll explain it. Okay, so now, here we go. Ubchinus Yisod. So, if you recall, in Tanya, it's both, the marshal is actually a twofold, twofold. Mashpia and Mekabal, but also Avon Ben, which is also another, another, another dimension of Mashpia and Mekabal. So he's been talking throughout Avon Ben by uh, when he spoke about Netzach and Heid, how to be Masadir and Inyan, how the how the Av prepares himself to Mashpia to the Ben. So now he said, what's your say in this context? Who al Derech Moshel, Hayiskashrus, Shemekashra Av Sichle Besechul Bnei. So the Moshel is how Iskashrus. Maybe the best way to translate it would be bonding or connecting, or attachment. That he connects himself, he attaches himself with a kesher. His mind, the av is mekasher, his mind, in the mind of his child. So in other words, he's not just learning with him superficially. You know, open up a sefer, let's read together. He connects himself with him. He bonds. You know, you could have both a fun. You can have someone that's teaching an av, but it's doing it as a, you know, t'yeh tzizayin. And uh, it's, it's done more chetzein yizdik. Here he's told, shemekashat av, b'shas limudei imei ba'av. And he explains why, because it's ba'av, but it's v'rotzen, it's with love and desire. Sh'reitzeh sh'yeivin b'nei. Because he wants his child to understand what's being taught. In other words, if he didn't connect himself, he just read it quickly, Will the child really go away with a full understanding? So in other words, they say this kashlis is negated to the Havana. Netzach and Heid, he spoke, was more negated to how you prepare the idea and how you present the idea. The Kleishiyah, it says. You say it is the etzem is kashlis, that he wants him to understand it. And he continues. And if there was not this is kashlis, this is said. Im if the child, the son, would hear these words, same ideas, 
on his own from the mouth of his father. In other words, his father is speaking, but not necessarily directed to him or not necessarily bonding with him. You know, maybe his father is speaking at the table and everybody's listening. I mean, he doesn't say this explicitly, but just al This is in the parentheses. It says here in the in Tanya that Nechsaviyad of the Tzemach Tzedek, he, he removed these words. But in the parentheses here, in the brackets, it says, In other words, the father speaking, but the son is... Probably means the father is learning on his own and the son is maybe listening in. That's what it sounds like. Not positive. But regardless, it's definitely not biskashus of Av Lebnei. So, in other words, without this, you say discussions. Lo yo yemeven kol kach, kumei achshav sha'ovim mekashas sichle elav. So, in that case, he would have understood it because the father explains the idea, and he's listening. He'll understand it, but he won't understand it kol kach, kumei achshav, like now, which means achshav here means when there is your seid sha'ovim mekashas sichle elav, where his father is bonding himself, binding himself, binding his seichel to him, I should say. And speaks with him face to face. In other words, it's personal and it says kashus. And now he has So it's with love and cheshek, a passion that he desires deeply or much that his child should understand. And the greater the cheshek, the passion and the pleasure. In direct proportion to that will be the transmission and the limud will be greater. That the child will be able to receive more. And the father will be mashpia more. Because the cheshek and tainug in this is kashras, this passion and pleasure, it expands, and makes grow. It will be kamus anechus, maybe. Sichle, his mind, bar choves hadas, an expansion, an expansion of the das, of the lashpia, ulalamid libnei, to transmit and to teach his son, his child. Still not over. So, but pretty big arichus, just on yesod. So then he adds in a parenthesis, and I think that concludes it. Let me see. I think so. Like we see Begashmias, because you say as you know, in the physical manifestation is, is the, the reproductive organ of the male, you saw it, from which comes the Zera, the seed. So he says, but we see Begashmias. That's also Ashpa. We'll talk about you say the Malchus Zacher Nekeva, but does the Hashpa you say there's Mashpia? So here, the, so until now we're talking about Hashpa Sasechel. Now he's talking about the actual Hashpa of Yisod of actually providing the seed of life that will give birth to a child. Like we'll talk about Das a little later, because seemingly very similar Asis and Peter Gimel and Tanya. But let's continue here. So what do you see, Begashmi? Is that Riboy Hazera that comes from Yisod who Mereva Cheshek Vatainuk? It comes from great passion and pleasure. If a person doesn't have that, there won't be any emission of any seed. Like we learned in Tanya and Pedic Beis, 
where he says that the zera comes from betipas meyach av. So through this, you mamshik from the meyach. Lechein him shilu chachme emes lezivu gash mikomeshi's boy. And that's why the Chachme Emes, meaning the Mekobolim, compared this to Azivu Gashmi, this Yichud, this is Kashus of Yisod and Malchus. Kameshi is Boyer, as shall be explained. I think he does explain it later. Yeah, this the Pedic is far from over. I just want to quickly look if anything more Nigel in Yonenu here. I don't think so. Okay. I mentioned before about Chabad. I want to correct that at the end, he does go back to, I believe, to, to, to Das. Okay. So that covers Yisrael. Now, there's a lot to unpack here because the Rebbe, Alter Rebbe clearly elaborates Ba'arichis, what Yisrael is, and, um, and it's quite clear as well. So Yisrael, what does it add? It adds an element of iskashus. That's the key word here. In other words, if you had chesed, gvore, teferes, netzachayid, and malchus, you wouldn't have iskashus. Like he says clearly, take away the iskashus doesn't mean the makabal. In this case, Benoit, the child, will not receive, but he won't receive, like he said, he won't understand it as well, and it won't be with all the depth. And the godless, like he said, the Ashpoh Valimid Godl, the it won't be with that expansiveness. And we see this Begashmis, Posh Begashmis. I'm sure you've had uh, teachers, or parents for that matter, if your father. Even though the example is a father, it could also be a mother, technically. But whoever the mashpia was, if he cared to invest himself in you and sat with you and was allowed you to ask questions, and you could see that he connected himself with you, it's a very different type of learning experience than when you have someone who does it as a job. Say they don't teach. I'm not talking about someone that calls out mashpia is not mashpia, but the mashpia is more makif. It doesn't leave the same impact. I mean, many ways, just to give, just to drive the point home, Yudzvah Tov Shilamid Zion, it was Yutas Kisl that year, the Rebbe came out with renewing the Indian of Mashpim. The whole Sikha in Yutas Kisl Lamed Zion. It's actually the Sikha right before the Rebbe then announced that he was going to reprint print for the first time, Ayin Bayes. So the Rebbe said, and the Rebbe spoke about Mashpim, how was a Yisod Ikri from the Alter Rebbe's times and all the years, but for whatever reason was not able to fully take hold because of the, so in the time of the Rebbe Rashab, the upheavals. So now is the time to renew it. And the Rebbe um, spoke about it relatively barichis, but he continued, not just Yitzhak Kislev, spoke about Rishchei Shvat, and then Yitzhak was a long arichis, there's one thing that I want to just point out that Mamish is, I think, can really help understand what we're discussing here. So the Rebbe said, Mashpia comes from the word Shefa. So Chassidus explains what's the difference between Shefa and Oyer. So we learn about it in so many Mamorim. And Bechlal, the Mamorim talk about the Malyusa of Oyer over Shefa. 
that oil is me'en ha'moyer, is bottled to the moyer. It doesn't have any metzias atzmei, like sunlight. There's no sun, there's no sunlight. Mashenk and Shefa is already nifred from the mashpia. When you give someone hashpah, like let's say hashpah sasechel. First of all, the sechel of the Talmud is not created by the, fa- by the Rav. And even by the father, even though it comes originally from the father, but once a child's a child, he's a mitzvah slatzme. He's a separate entity. And what he receives from his father, he doesn't need to be dependent. Even when he leaves, the hashpah remains with you. So shefa is not dovuk limkede, is the Lashon Echsidus. Not attached. So it could be must be like I pour you a cup of water. It's also hashefa. But it's a not that the water is no longer connected to the source. When it comes to oil, oil is moir, oil and mena moir, and dovukla moir, and all that. So the Rebbe spoke here that when you say mashpia, you don't say he's a moir. You call him a mashpia. Because the kavon of a mashpia is not to remain detached. Because one of the milas and chasenis of oil and moir, compared to mashpia and shafa, is moir and oil, even though the oil is mukhach for the, to the moir, but the air remains detached from where it goes. For example, sunlight, this is the example, the sun will shine on a pile of garbage equally to a, on a palace because, this, because the light is not affected by the place it's going to. It's purely mamaylamata, it's air that's made, and that's it. It doesn't have to be mislabish, lefiakeli. Shefa is the exact opposite. The whole mile of shefa is that it goes into the container and it's affected by the keli. So oil is not affected by the place it shines. And mashpia should be affected. And the Rebbe said, that's what a mashpia is. He's not been made for makif. And he's shining oil, mamayla lamata. Not sitting basically in an ivory tower and being, and being mamshech hamshoches. That's the union of moir. But that's not the union of a mashpia. Mashpia has to be, mamish, the words of the Alter Rebbe, has to be mislabish. Mislabshus. And an infinite of mekasher. Besechel bnei, b'shas nemudei, and it's betacheshek and and tainug. In other words, it's, it's without that type of focus and investment, you're not going to have the the full the full connection. So essentially, with that said, Yisaid provides us with another element, which is vital because in the let's go, go back to the avedas Hashem aspect. If we want to have a connection to the Ebrister, you can have a connection be from Makifi. You can even have a connection with from Pnimi in an internal way through Chesed, the Ebrister shows us love, and we show the Ebrister love. But here we're talking from the Mashpia to the Makabu. Kvura, Teferes, Netzachet. Yesod adds that there's a Skashas Pnimi from Mashpia to the Makabu in the case in Avedis Hashem would be between the Ebrister and us. So it's like when the Ebrister says, Atavachatonim Amin, or the Ebrister was Mislabish himself to take us out of Mitzrayim to give us the Teira. It's not just Beifam Akif. It's Eifam of Iskashrus. So that's that. And on Beinodim Lechavere, it teaches us the key to our relationship is not just that you love someone or you revere them. That's Gvura. Or you um, have uh, compassion to Feres and Netzach and Heid and the other Midas. But there's also Iskashrus Pnimi between you and the person that you have a relationship with. In, in modern psychological terms, and I'm not borrowing this from psychology, the opposite. I think psychology takes it from chassidus, whether they know it or not, that there's an element of, um, in relationship that often is lacking, is the ability to bond with somebody. So there are many people that are very fine people, they're good people, they're giving people, 
and they can have chesed and gvurah to feris and other midas, but bonding is a whole different story. And this brings me to why it's called yisod. Because the cheder, why isn't it called discussions? What's up is yisod. If the, if the whole Indian is discussions, then it should be called kesher, or you find some word. What's yisod? Yisod means a foundation. And what do you say in the bracha, that uh, the, the biggest bracha you give to Achas and Kala, the Rebbe's letter to the to, to our wedding, the, the, the boy Abinyan Adeyad, Miyusad. I'll say that, Tereva Mitzvah. In other words, the word Yisad is used because, think of a building. What is a building like if you don't have a foundation? So you can have beautiful floors, and you can have all kinds of chesenis and powerful elements, not just chesenis even. But if you don't have a foundation, it's not lasting. You can't call it a binyan adayad. Call it a binyan maybe, but it won't last. Another interesting, yisod is also, also invisible. You don't see it, because under the ground. And, and, and nevertheless, without it, no building can stand. What does that mean, midas adam? You can have all the midas, but if there isn't that full commitment and full connection, then the relationship is, is really tremendously, is, is tremendously compromised. I mean, just, uh, just to put it a little more in contemporary terms, I was just, uh, a few weeks ago, I was on a radio interview, and it was about um, the reversal, the Supreme Court reversed the Roe versus Wade. And if you don't know what that is, like the Rebbe said by Fabrengens many times, he would say, as the New York Times writes, and he says, if you don't know what the New York Times is, okay. So Roe versus Wade was a uh, Supreme Court decision made 49 years ago about uh, legalizing and giving every person the constitutional right for an abortion. I'm not going to get into the, all the details of that, but my point that I was on the radio, I said, well, the issue to me is not abortion. The issue is commitment and relationships. You know, the idea that a husband and a wife, a man and woman, choose to come together and a sacred union is not just that they come together, they're physically together. You know, the Rambam writes, Isha Koga, Isha Beshuk. That's not Kedushin. Kedushin means sanctity. And sanctity means commitment. It's a sacred commitment. And that commitment includes, and they to give Vayivarach, Kuru the ability to have a child. And the child actually creates the commitment even deeper. Because when a father and mother have a child, their bond is now complete. It's not just two people who decided to be together. So the whole idea is that we're living in a time, I mean, I'm just pointing out that I didn't use the words from Tanya here and, and the atheists of Chassidus, but I said the biggest problem is we don't have a, a, a society that considers commitment sacred. So what's the idea? That, okay, fine, we're not talking about abortion in circumstances that are allowed because of uh, nefesh or whatever the, the heter would be. The point is, that you come together, there, yeah, there are consequences of a relationship. One of them is having a child. I don't even want to call it consequences. It's a bracha. The fact that we don't see this as a blessing, we see, you know what, the relationship, we just want to enjoy each other, enjoy, enjoy ourselves, and just have pleasure without commitment is essentially a relationship without yisod. Everything could be there. You could have ave and yira, you could have all the midas. I'm talking Pasha, even in a balbatsha, grubba language even. But it's not, there's no commitment. So Yisod is the foundation. That's why it's called foundation, because with Yisod, you have something that is forever. It's not a commitment just when it's convenient. That's what a true marriage is. 
And I say marriage because it's the best example. First of all, you say that Malchus is essentially Zohar Nekeva, like he says in the, in the parentheses about Zera. But in a broader sense, it adds the element of building something. And until a person doesn't get married, and doesn't, they don't build a family, you cannot say they really have your son in their life, in the sense of building a foundation, something with a strong foundation. And that's why you say, Binyan Adeyad, you say that, Tereva Mitzvah, the word Yisod is used. Because Yisod means a eternal and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, an eternal and sustainable and perpetual connection. This is essentially in simple English without the Rebbe saying. He's saying in that language of Avabrei in Mashpia, but that's the same idea. What's a real Mashpia? What's the real, that is a Mekashir. He even gives the example of Bilodeze, what it would be like without it. Without it, you'd have some Mashpah. No one's denying that. But it wouldn't have this bonding element. And I can tell you that today, from my own personal experience, counseling people and so on, it's one of the biggest dilemmas. People, even good people, are afraid to bond. What they call commitment issues. You know, they're ready to be there, but it's always with some conditions. You know, the idea of saying, I'm, I'm in all the way. And it's interesting, we even use the expression iskashas by chasid narebe, right? Iskashas of a chasid tarebe. What's iskashas mean? It's also iskashas from the Rebbe to the chasid. So we know iskashas is not just you are committed and say, okay, the Rebbe will tell me something, I'll do it, even if it's inconvenient. It's a fundamental kesher panimi. It's something that you can never, can never destroy. It's not like conditional. That, you know, one day when you're in the mood, you're viscoshous, and one day you're not. The whole meaning of true viscoshous is that you're all the way in, just like a soldier in an army. There's no way out. And I say it, not like we're stuck, total commitment. I think I mentioned uh, uh, maybe one of the shirim, I just saw it in the Sefer Mamori Yiddish. Um, even though it, I don't know if I would apply it to Yisod, but it's interesting. Just Stam, uh, I just want to mention the in Yiddish. So the Friedrich Rebbe, of course, translates a lot of Musagim concepts and Chassidus in Yiddish. So how does he translate Bittel? You know, I always struggle with how do you speak? How do you explain Bittel to people? You know, we know what Bottle Beshishim means. It's nullified or it's annihilated. Bittel Biur uh, is Bittel Nevatel. But that's, of course, in the negative. How do you explain the Kayach HaBitl, the Chassidus talks about the Bitl of Anushama, the Bitl of a person, Bitl Ayesh, Bitl Metzius. So I have my words that I use, you know, modesty, humility, suspending yourself. I mean, there's a lot of interesting words you could use. The Friedrich Rebbe actually says Bitl, he says, Ibegegemkeit. Ibegegemkeit. And he says, Kayach HaBitl is the craft from Ibegegemkeit. Ibegegemkeit means devotion, dedication, commitment. Essentially, he's touching bitl as devotion. And koyecha bitl is the art, craft in Yiddish means like an art, the craft or the art of devotion. I thought I found it quite interesting. So I'm only mentioning because it has a similarity to what we're talking about, his kashos. So it has that element of bitl. I wouldn't say you saw the nyone calling nyone is bitl, but you can understand a person with ego is not going to find it easy to be makashin himself to someone else. You know, why would a father come down and say, you know, I can learn on my own. What do I have to invest my whole energy to my, to my makabal, to my benoy, to my child? So, so there's no question, iskashas requires bitl. So that, I think, is somewhat of a, a little more explanation and application of yisod. So firstly, we understand its importance, not just its critical importance, because it adds the element of true iskashas. 
whether it's between um, ourselves, between people, husband and wife, between Mashpi and Makabal, Avabnei, or between Abishtad and us. So as the element of Iskashas. And that's why you'll see the word Yisod is always used in that way. The second thing, we also understand what it means in Avedis Hashem. You know, you could have, you're in, you're committed, but you're not, you don't have the, Ayyusaydas Dikir commitment, which means a fundamental aspect of it. The next thing I want to cover is this, that you say it is in Kavam Tsai. This is interesting as well, of course, and it makes total sense. Because here we have like this, what do we say? You know, this Yemin Smile and Emtza. So Chochme Bina is Yemin and Smile, right and left. Das is in middle, that's in Meichen. Like right, left, and center brain. Then you have in the first Midas, Chesed to the right and Gvura to the left, and Teferis in the middle. We spoke about Mavriach Min HaKotza that runs and extends from one extreme to one end to the other of the spectrum. And then now in the third lower midas, Netzach is to the right and Hay to the left, and Yisod is in the middle, as well as Malchus will be in the middle. So let's talk a bit about that. Why is Yisod in the middle? Well, first of all, even Pasha Begashmis. If you remember, we talked about Teferis is like the spine. The spine of a human being, the Shidra, Chuta Shidra, is critical because it really holds up the whole structure. If something happens to a person's spine, you can't walk properly. Even though you can have all the entire skeleton, other bone structures all in place, the spine is like the center. It's like in a building, there are beams. I don't know if you ever see construction. So when they do construction, they always look, which are this, the, the Seder's Dika beams that you can't just remove. There are beams that you can remove, you can extend the wall, you can break down. But there are beams that are like hold up the whole building. So you saw it in that sense is like the extension of the spine of Teferis that runs all the way from Keser through Das through to Teferis to Yisod to Malchus. In the example of the Moshe of the Mishkan, so the Brichim that attached walls they connected one wall to the next. But what kept a balance, a centrifugal balance as they call it, to the entire walls that they also be. Balance, not walls could be wobbly if they don't have one pillar or one briach, uh, one, uh, um, uh, what do we call it, uh, one beam that runs across. That's mavriach minakotsa So teferis has to go somewhere. So it goes up, das to keser, and down yisod and malchus. Now, in context of what we spoke about, it makes total sense because hiskashrus is not necessarily purely just an amida, amida as in chesed. It's also a midah that connects things. It's connecting the higher and the lower. So that's, that's where it belongs. If, if your sod was right or left, it would have a role to play, but it wouldn't be a connector. It's in the center, it means that it's going to connect the higher levels and lower levels in a full fa- fashion. And that's essentially what a foundation is about. So the foundation is under the building, the entire building. Then the building itself could have a right wing and a left wing and a center and all that. But the foundation has to be in the center of it all. Which also explains how the Abishta created the human body. The human body, going back to the reproductive organs, are in the center. Because they are not just physically in the center, they also are the center of life. They bear life, and they give life, and that's why it belongs there. So you say, for example. So Chesidus explains why. Because das is in the center. Das connects all the way to Kesen, and when you need to have Ashpa, like he says here, Ashpa, that should be the Ribri Hazera, in order to provide the, the seed of life, to give life, 
You can't just rely on an amshacha that is somewhat limited. Chesed, gvura, and right and left don't go all the way down or up. So here you're talking about hamshacha that goes, like it says, yedek kechetz, like a, it's, it's intense and it's able to be mamshech. I mean, you want focus like that, like laser beam focus, it has to be very powerful. So your sod requires that type of, like, like talk about a spine, a solid, strong foundation that goes from the top all the way down to the bottom. So that's briefly a little about the sod in its, uh, in its so-called, the central component in it. Okay, so now, with that said, let me see here if anything I wanted to add any more from what he says here. So, to, to apply it a bit to speak a little more in Aveda, you know, um, I remember once, uh, just give an example, a, a case study. So I was, uh, one of my shiurim I was giving in Manhattan, a lot of secular people would come. So once a couple came over to me, and they told me they were dating. They wanted to talk to me privately after the class, so we sat down and spoke. They're dating already four years or something like that. And, and you know, it comes a point, how long can you date? She wants to get married, and he's still holding out. So would I be willing to speak to him um, privately? And, and he, was, he said he'd love to, he doesn't, you know. So we met, we met in the Grand Army Plaza one, uh, one afternoon. And uh, just me and him, very smart guy, like a computer genius type, and a very sweet guy. And you go through the usual suspects, like I said, so what's the story? You know, maybe tell me one man to man, man to man, like eye to eye, what's the story here? I mean, you're dating for so long, you continue to date. She says, no, I would, I would want to marry her. So I said, he says, but I don't, I don't have that, that 100% need to, to push. Meanwhile, we're just together, and that's that. And I couldn't get to the bottom of it. So first I asked him, did you, how were your parents' marriage? You know, usually they call the usual suspects. There's a list of things you have to always go through. How were your parents' marriage? Often a parent's marriage is not so good. It affects people not ready to get married. They're afraid of it. They, 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 they didn't see love in their lives. You know, they're insecure. Anyway, we went through, you know, everything checked out. He didn't have any trauma in his life. He didn't have anything that I would say would indicate a good reason why he would... Now, if he said he doesn't like her, he wants to break up with her, it's one thing. He didn't say that. He wants to be with Anyway, as we're talking, um, I just, some, something struck me. And I said to him, you know, I think, I don't think your problem is with uh, this woman or this dating. I think you have in general, is there anything in your life that you're absolutely committed to all the way? That you would die for? And I don't mean Begash Mishchazoshon to die, but you're ready to fight for without any options, unconditional. And he thinks about it for a minute, and he says, no, not really. I've always lived my life, always kept my options open, always have a back door. I've never been committed to anything 100%. I mean, of course, the point is to himself, I'm sure he is committed 100%. I didn't have to emphasize that. But um, he's committed to his non-commitment. That's also a commitment. I don't know if I'd call that Yisod, but uh, so, so, Fine. And he said, then he turns to me. I mean, this is not really the part of the story I want to share, but I have to share it because negate to the whole, the Hemshech. So he says to me, what about you? What are you committed to like that? You know, which is fine. I, I like being challenged. I'm no problem if I'm asking a question. When, you dish, when, you, when they say, when you ask a question, you dish it out, you have to be ready to take it too. So I said, fine. 
So I, I don't know, something struck me, and I told him, I'm, I'm committed, I could tell you right now what I'm committed to. But I reminded myself, and again, this is not negay at all to the Yanin, I'm just saying, sharing it about the Shlemus Ha'inyan. I said to him, I remember when I was a child, um, and I went to Yeshiva, so I was in Bedford and Dean, the famous Bedford and Dean. Yeah, I'm one of the old timers. So Bedford and Dean was on exactly that. It was on Bedford Avenue, Dean Street. Now there's already a revival there. But to my days, it was unfortunately, the yeshiva had to close down because it was terrible. There were attacks. I mean, we then moved to Ocean Parkway in Tovshin uh, Lamed. Um, so, but the years before that, I used to, so I lived on a place called Sullivan Place. I don't even know where it is, near Nostrand Avenue. If you go down Nostrand, there's a small street that starts. So I think there's some people living there. Jews have moved back there. Okay, without going into my whole child history, so sometimes I would take the bus on Rogers to the yeshiva. Sometimes I would uh, walk. When it rained, and this is the story I'm telling him. I said, when it rained, I liked to walk. Not because I liked rain. I had this mushugan quirk. You know, everybody has their quirky stuff, and I also had something. Um, I know this is going far from the uh, class I you saw it, but you'll see in a minute where I'm going. Sometimes in Milsa Dibdichasa, right? To open up the minds of the Talmudim. So I said I had this crazy, quirky thing, which I never really shared with anyone, but since you're asking me, that I would walk by the edge of the street, you know, the water runs down when it rains down the curb, and it goes into the sewer. And I had this mishagas that I would like to like always clean out, like if I saw paper or dust or leaves, to open up a path to let the water run all the way. You know, sometimes the water gets blocked. You just have to open it up. No, no big chiddush. I didn't, I didn't charge for it. There wasn't a great service to mankind. It was just my own, uh, they call it idiosyncrasy, mishagas. And I said, you know, when your question you asked me, and you asked from your heart, so it just came to mind, this memory, and I said, that's what I'm committed to. That's my uh, yesod. I didn't say the word yesod. I said, because today I do exactly the same thing. I just don't do it in the streets. That I've, I've matured, I've grown out of that. But I do it in psychologically. I have a certain deep connect, a deep passion, what he calls yecheshek v'taynuk, to help people clear out the blocked passages in their psyche and in their emotions and things like that. That's what I do. And obviously I learned from the Rebbe and I learned from Chassidus how you, how you do that well. How you help people who have, everyone has a block. You know, we call it Mitzrayim, Mitzorim Vigvulim. Some people, their block is fear. Some it's insecurity. Some people have their past histories. Everybody has stuff. And I'm sure you do too, but I'm not going into group therapy here, so I'm not gonna go into details. But everybody has their stuff. And if you can help somebody just get rid of a block, an obstacle, I think that is well worth it. I, I told this to him. I said, you know what, till today, I'm ready now, it's now 40 years later. When I met him, yeah, probably around 40 years later. And I'm still doing that, and I still have that commitment. I'll tell you what happened. He started crying, this, this guy. He said to me, that's beautiful. You know, I, I wish I had something that I could say I'm ready to fight for. The long story short, I will tell you, I planted a seed in him. And a little while later, they, they announced, they told me, they invited me to their wedding. They got married. Today they have a few children. I meet them from time to time. They're still in Manhattan still. Beautiful mishpacha. Today there's shame to Shabbos, shame to Tehra Mitzvah. And what I, what I wanted to say is because to me this was a perfect example of lack of Yisod and having Yisod in your life. He was a great guy and she was a great person too. 
But he was like, whatever it was, I don't know what was blocking him. And I, frankly, I never really figured out it didn't make a difference to me. The point was, he needed to hear that, you know, you're not committed to anything. And unfortunately, we live in a world where many people suffer from this. Very talented people. But either it's fear, or they're keeping their options open. You know, I met someone who was 75, still single. So I said, what's going on? He says, I'm keeping my options open. Okay, you know, he'll be 100 soon. We'll still have options. Okay, it sounds very nice when you're 20. It sounds good. Not when you're 75. I mean, I didn't say that to him, but you get the idea. And there is a, a fundamental lack of in Yisod. You know, in Sforim, Nazi Frechsidus, the Rebbe mentions it a few times. It speaks about that the big, the, the, big, the, the, the reason for the Ariches Agolus is the, is the Aveda of, uh, of, um, of Shmiris Habris, being Eivan Shmiris Habris. Uh, the Rebbe brings that this is not something Chassidus talks about so much. There are other Sifri Musa and Chassidus that talk. Chassidus' approach has always been bring more air and it's Deich HaCheshech, Kiyadua, when it came to these in Yonim. Shmiris Habris, of course, is, is the level of Yasef, is Yesod. Shmiris HaYesod. So Kabbalah explains why, because in order, before we get to the Elif HaShvi, Mashiach Gaula, which is Malchus, the Midah HaShvi's, you have to go through midashishis. So the last challenge is in the area of sexuality. And you start to see that in our generation. It's one of the biggest challenges today, the hefkatus. And, uh, and so, not that it wasn't a challenge earlier, but in many ways you could see much more promiscuity and much more um, a lack of yourself. But it's not. So I remember once, uh, I was asked to give a talk on this topic, and I said, look, I come from Chabad, and I'm not comfortable, not, not inside the topic, I'm no problem talking about the topic, but the Derech HaChsidus is to talk more in the positive. So if you don't mind, I'm going to speak about Yisod, but I'll speak about it in a way that's much more global. And I said, what's the real problem in sexuality? Is it the purely Shmiris Habris? Is it, the, is it the, the, this Aveda, the Cheta Yudua, Chattas Nurim, etc.? Or something much deeper? It's a misunderstanding and a distortion of what commitment is. The whole point, if you read the end of Perik Zayin, when Altarev explains, the difference between Bias Asuris and that Chet. So he says clearly that the whole point of it is that it's the, it's the idea of just a person just indulging in their own pleasure. Not they're getting now into the, all the tumor that comes from it. That's, that's already a tetzah. Whereas a relationship means that you are committed to another person. And yes, by all means, be intimate in a kosher and kedusha dika way. That's what you saw it is. It's a, chal, a solid foundation. And build a foundation, build a family, and so on. So the real challenge in our time is not just, sexuality is a symptom. When you, when you don't have real commitments to the things you should have, and you don't understand sanctity and kedusha and what it means to be connected to the Ebeshta, and to a cause, and to a life, and at the end of the day, to a family. What is it? It's not just you're married to someone, you're committed to her or to him. You're committed to building a family, to leaving a mark in this world, to building a bais vad l'chachamim, a home, an environment, that you're going to bring Kedusha and Elikus to this world. So it's really a commitment challenge. A commitment issue is what's lacking here. Rather than just, and if you can fix the commitment issue, I guarantee you it will help fix the sexual issues that people are challenged with. And I have to tell you, this was an audience that was not receptive at all, but they heard that, because that is something you can work on. So when we teach what Teir is, what Chassidus is, I talked about his kashas, tied up. It's not just a, a nice vort. 
It's not about you. Life is not about you. Your son teaches you that life is about a connection to another. Why would a father say, like I said before, he's a big Talmud Chochem. He could sit and learn on his own. Apsadik and Pelts. Famous story with the Mitle Rebbe. Right? He didn't hear the child cry. And Alta Rebbe said to him, how is that possible? And he was busy. What was the Alta Mitle Rebbe doing? He wasn't busy doing something. He was learning Tera. He says, you learn Tera and you don't hear a child cry. That means something is missing. What's missing? It's about you. And the whole point is not about you. There's a connection to a cause. And you can, how could you not hear a, cry, a child cry? Alta Rebbe went to Yom Kippur to go help that woman. He led this. And so on. All these are a demonstration of his kashas to something that's not about you. <coughs> so with that captured more than any other sphere, that's your sod. It's the idea of a connection. You're committed to something, and it's permanent commitment. And with, and with, and with not the forced, it's not balkarchach. It's like he says, it's on the other Rabbah. When you have a kesher like that, that's when you have av and ch- Or either way, the av v'cheshek brings the kesher, or the kesher brings the av v'cheshek. Here it seems like the, the, it looks like the av v'cheshek brings the kesher. But regardless, the point is that it is one that's with love and with passion, and it's a complete that you're committed to something that's not yourself. That's the key to the whole thing. And when that, there's, well, that's the Midas HaYesod in the broadest sense. So then when you think of it in t- terms of Yesod as in Shmiris Habris and Yesod as in terms of on a sexual level, like it says, Zivu Gashmi, it's, that's an expression of it. When the commitment is there, but Mela, a person will deal with it. I was speaking to a group of Bochim uh, many times, but especially recently, Fabrengen. And they started asking me, you know, they, they know I talk openly about things, obviously in a Tzniznik way, in an idle way. And so they were comfortable to bring up their challenges. And I said to them, the issue is not, obviously everyone has taivus and everyone's going to have nasianus. That's the way God created us. You know, there's even a sikh in Teir Shalom about this, uh, which is not for now, I'll talk about it another time. In Teir Shalom, the Rebbe Rashab has all sikh. Yechofal of Kislev, I think it's Ayin Gimel. Um, he talks about that, that if a person doesn't have a taiva, there's a problem with that. That's what he says. And he says the tikkun for this Aveda is learning chsidis. Because chsidis touches, he says, the atzmias of a person. Very much the AC. He doesn't say, I don't know if he uses the word yesod. He definitely uses the word um, brisei. You know, he talks about chilo brisei from, they sang Podev Shalom. So the sikh is around that. I gave a few shurim on that. You can find it online if, um, if you know what online is. Um, but the point I want to make is that, that uh, so I was speaking to this Bachim and I said to them, I'm not going to discuss with you what you do when you have a taiva. That ever says, has which everyone thinks means think about something else. It's more than that. It means concentrate on something else. Das is also iskashas, remember. I'll get to, I didn't have time to talk about it today, but we'll talk about das and yisod. What's it? Das is basically iskashas in mechin. Yisod is iskashas in midis. That's the central difference. But the point is, it's also, means connect yourself to something. I said, when you don't have iskashas to things that are, of course you're going to follow. Taivas are going to be easier. So I said the best preemptive solution is you're so busy with something that's very powerful connecting to you. So that's where your discussion is. Are you going to sometimes have a taiva? Listen, people have taivas. I'm not going into that. But the best preemptive solution is not surmera. To sit all day and say, how am I going to prevent myself from doing an Aveda? I'd like to see anyone succeed in that. It's very hard to, to do that for too long. And it's like sitting there and just doing nothing and saying, hey, I'm not going to do an Aveda. The best way is to get so busy with something, so you don't have the Asad of Klippa, which is the, this challenge. 
And it was, it was an interesting impact on them. And, uh, I, and I said, you have to find something you love to do. And it could be Gdusha, with Alta Rebbe says, not necessarily Gdusha, but definitely not Klippa, but something you're really committed to. The more you have a passion that's positive, the less the passion will be in things that are negative. And obviously, the ultimate goal, I said, is, is that you will marry one day, and you'll use this Kayak the Ebishter gave you in the right place. That's the key. Aiskashrus and Yesod in Kedusha, that is connected with a Nekeva, with a wife, in a Kedushan and a sacred. Anyway, I can could, I could talk more about the whole Fabringen we had, but it was interesting reactions that were, I thought, quite positive. Al Kaponim, going a little over time here. Um, that's, so we covered Yesod. I will, let's see, next week maybe I'll make a few words about Yesod and Das, or I'll move to Malchus on the side. By next week I'll have a decision. Okay, everyone have a, a good day.